0: The following is a paid program and is meant for educational information only and is the sole opinion of today's sponsors. A full inspection of your situation is suggested before taking any action. This is Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. Our host for this program, week after week, is going to be Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Brock, I'm going to welcome you to the to the radio show. How are you today?
1: Well, thank you, Dave. How are you doing today?
0: Good. You can tell, the listener can, that that Brock's on the phone today, but typically he's going to be in studio. Also in studio this week is Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clip Architecture. Brock, let me just establish what it is that you do, because... I'm unfamiliar with Triangle Radiant Barrier.
1: Well, Triangle Radiant Barrier is uh, a home efficiency company. We we specialize in in trying to focus on bringing your utility costs down as low as possible. Uh, We also uh, do high-grade forms of insulation, uh, overall energy audit, and uh, heavy mold remediation. We also specialize in doing encapsulated crawl spaces as well.
0: And how long have you been involved in the construction industry?
1: Ooh, I've been in the construction industry uh, going on 16 years now. Uh, I, I have a lot of experience with uh, with residential property, okay. from roofing construction all the way down to foundation repair. So I've, I've been doing this a long time.
0: All right, excellent. And when Brock is in the studio or on the phone with us, if you have a question that sort of follows along with what he just mentioned please do call us up, 919-860-9783. That's the way this show is going to be. It's going to be an odd sort of mix in that, for instance, today we're going to spend a lot of time with Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipp Architecture. He's an architect, but yet you can call up about something else. And, and I think that's oh, gonna, Anything
2: you do with your home.
0: Anything with the home. And, and if Stephen can't comment on it Brock can and if we get down to the third person involved in the show if I start giving you home repair (laughs) advice just we're going to have to run a a disclaimer any home uh, repair advice offered by Dave Alexander is is disavowed by the secretary and and it it is wrong but Stephen Clip is here in studio and we're we're I'm looking at your website and Stephen this is gorgeous stuff What did you do on these houses that I'm looking at?
2: Well, there's, you can, I've been over 30 years uh, as an architect. And about 20 years ago, I decided what I enjoy doing are homes. Yeah. And what I enjoy is you can do a home just simply as a functional place to live and okay, or you can do a home as a, a work of art. And the difference between the two is just a lot of effort on the part of the designer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do.
0: Do you think of this more as science or art?
2: It's both. Okay. It's some of my art is understanding the science. It's understanding how a house goes together Mm -hmm. and how I can use those pieces to create something that is just worlds above the stuff you drive down the street and see
0: now i'm doing some math in my head you've been doing this for 30 years did you grow up watching the brady bunch and wanting you wanted to be mike brady
2: i did more so my grandfather was a contractor oh yeah and i grew up sitting on his floor and looking at all of his plan books and
0: yeah and at some point you decided you didn't want to do skyscrapers and cement and steel
2: No, well, you, I asked myself at one point, uh, at that time I was head of one of the largest architecture firms in Durham. Yeah. And I said, where do I want to be in 10 years? Right. And that's designing some really nice homes.
0: And are you designing homes from the ground up, or are you doing a lot of work in existing structures to prepare them? prepare contractors to renovate them
2: well it's both okay it's both the i do new homes and they're they're special yeah they're especially someone who really wants something as special mm-hmm. uh, my clients are very involved people they they spend a whole lot of their own energy. They're trying for something that is really meaningful and special to them, mm-hmm. and I figure out how to make it happen.
0: Is it like a Stephen Clip design, or are you listening to them exactly and, and presenting that?
2: Oh, well, it's their dream. Okay. So they've got a dream, whether it's contemporary, whether it's French country, uh, whether it's an Adirondack Lodge the and what i do is understand the principles of that the character of that architecture and then how to combine that with things like feng shui and i've got a whole series of philosophies about the psychology of living spaces and how you just simply make something that actually brings joy to people when they live there
0: feng shui i know it only from the idea of arranging all the furniture in a certain way, what does that mean for a for a home builder or a contractor?
2: Uh, so, in Chinese culture, they have spent a couple thousand years figuring out the psychology of life mm-hmm. and what the the psychology of the of the built environment. Yeah, and feng shui are the rules that they have come up with for that. Okay. But yeah. if
0: I wanted to put that aside, and I just wanted a really big kitchen, I could still call you, right?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yes. I, no, I do the full range. I mean, if you want a really big kitchen. Oh, I do, yes. I can figure out how to do it, but I may talk you out of some of it. Really? Because right now there's this trend towards what I call museum kitchens. They're great big kitchens yeah. with lots of counter space, right. really expensive appliances, right? And they don't function. If you're right. truly a cook, there's a thing called the work triangle, okay? And, and that means the walking distance between the stove, the, the sink, and the refrigerator that has to be within 25 feet. Yeah. If it's longer than that, then it's hard to work in that kitchen.
0: We can do that in my house within, 20, <laughs> within 25. I mean, you can reach the refrigerator from the stove. So, uh, yeah. Okay.
2: But so quite often what you want is a really nice kitchen that makes a statement, but is compact enough that it functions well. And I've designed, oh sixty 60 restaurants. And what I found out in the restaurant, working with restaurant owners Yes. is that they don't want big. No? And I said, hey, I can give you an extra six inches, an extra foot in the, the workspace between the, you know, the two rows of cooking equipment. And he said, no, another foot means another step on every single action that you do.
0: Yes, yeah, some of those, uh, you know, the sous chef and the chef, they're trained to just put the knife down in that exact spot. Yes, and they don't want 3 extra inches.
2: No, and they don't want to uh, 3 extra inches of space they have to travel to go from to move from one you know one operation to another. All right. The
0: program host is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Brock jump in and and uh, what jumps out at at, uh, at you over the last couple of minutes of conversation?
1: Well, you know, he's absolutely right. Um, I would say no less than half of the customers that that we have are existing homeowners. They have homes that are already built. Uh, They've moved into the Metroplex from out of state. Um, Mm -hmm. And and honestly, if the home is not built correctly, uh, there can be a lot of issues. And a good example of that would be ventilation. Uh, I can't tell you how many... Existing homes I've gotten into here in the last couple of years uh, where the builders did not do an adequate job of ventilating the attic or the way that they designed the roof pitch, uh, for example, uh, was is not the most adequate way to ventilate the heat out of the, the house. Right. So a lot of these homeowners are running into larger utility costs than they're used to really because of this big, beautiful design that just wasn't done efficiently. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would have to agree with him implicitly. Uh, I run into the same type of issues with customers complaining about how their kitchens are designed. Uh, so this is something that I hear about often, uh, and, and I do agree. I think if you're going to take the time to either renovate and or build uh, your own home, really finding somebody that knows how to design it uh, the way that's going to work for you and your family uh, the best is is really the, the the best thing that you can do, uh, so I, I, I think that's uh, I think he has a very strong point there.
2: Well, it's and I, I have to say that uh, before the show, I was talking to Dave. Dave, <laughs> sorry, Dave. Sorry, right. and um, <laughs> was telling him about a house consult I did this week. Yeah, and it was looking at. One thing I do is I look at houses before people buy them and basically give them, yes, buy this, no, don't buy it, but more so just, here are the things that you've got to consider if you're going to buy this house. Yeah. So I was looking at a, it's really a mansion. It was a beautiful house and about 50 years old. Yeah. uh, And the attic was floored and I was up there looking at the house and- you know you're concerned about uh the cost of energy and uh, nowadays mm-hmm. and it's just like okay th- this is going to be a real a hat-trick to figure out how to get more insulation in here and the one thing I did think is this is a real good opportunity for the radiant barrier yeah so the yeah. radiant barrier below before below the roof mm-hmm would yeah,
1: uh we, we have a lot of our customers uh, that are calling us out. They, you know, it's, it's busy season right now. Going
2: mm-hmm. into
3: the
1: spring, uh, everybody is, is starting to look forward towards upcoming energy costs. And and there's a common trait that we run into with houses here in North Carolina is a lot of these homes have come in and put in decking or flooring in their attic for storage or yes. to potentially finish off the attic down the line. Now, code in North Carolina is a minimum of R38 insulation in the attic. Now, that's a depth of right at 13 inches. Now, if you blow in insulation or you put in uh, batted insulation, you stack it to R38. That 13 inches of depth is typically well above the floor joist in the attic. So when homeowners apply decking down on the floor of the attic, they end up compressing that insulation down to Roughly six or seven inches, really depending on, on what the, the size of floor joists that they're using. Uh and, and although it makes the attic very nice for storage, to his point, it's very difficult uh to insulate your attic at that point.
2: And it's um, difficult to add more insulation. Um, yeah, without without between having between that and the the, and the conditioned space. So and this is why this like of the many things, many question marks with this But there's a basically really nice house. It was, you know, getting the energy efficiency in line, getting this thing insulated well, and the other thing you said was when you insulate, you and you close up the space. Yeah. Now you've got mold issues. All of the moisture and the, you know. Bad things inside the house are now trapped in the house.
0: It's almost like this is a full science that the entire house has to be considered before you do one little silly thing.
2: A one little silly thing. Yeah. Or one little thing that seems very smart. Sure. Has consequ- May have consequences somewhere else.
0: All right. We'll talk about those things. Also going to discuss this whole idea that people are coming in perhaps from other places. Let's just assume they moved across town, they get into a house, they say, you know, look good when it was empty. I mean, they all do. Sure. (laughs) I thought we had enough room and now we need to do some renovations. What should we do first? Hire a contractor or an architect? And why would Steven be the person you'd want to call? And what can he help you with? We'll talk about that. This show is called Making Your Home Great. Brock Emmons is our host. Uh, we've got Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipp Architecture on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Our host is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. This week's contributor is Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipp Architecture. And we're talking about, we kind of wandered into this whole idea that. Stephen will come to your house or even take a look at a piece of property you're thinking of buying? Why would we have you in even before we own
2: it? Well, to see whether it actually makes sense to buy it. Okay. So the home inspector, if you're buying an existing home, a home inspector will tell you that the things are physically wrong with it. Yeah. What I would do is tell you what is the potential of that home and whether basically the bones are good Mm -hmm. or the bones are bad and you know give you the pros and cons of that house and sometimes i'd say no just (laughs) you talked you
0: talked to me about two homes one is you looked at the home and then you looked at the yard which never occurred to me i mean it did kind of if i was buying a home i'd care about the size of the yard
2: but well in this case, you have to think about the yard and the potential homeowner right, and either you're doing your work the work yourself or you're doing you're having that paying someone else to do it, yeah, but there are yards that you're not going to get away with less than a thousand dollars a month in yard work man and or you know a good ten hours a week of yard work
1: yourself, yeah. yeah. And or, or drainage. I or drainage. One of those yeah, drainage is, is I think one of the biggest things. A lot of these homes out here they just they don't have proper drainage and so much water ends up getting down into the crawl space area.
2: Right. You work on you look at the water issues. Well, the other thing is you look at the problems, the issues they're going to encounter with this house. And quite often water is the big one. Yeah. Um but no, you. so you evaluate a house or you evaluate more so a piece of property before you buy it. So uh, I have a client who bought a lot in Cary in, in an established neighborhood.
0: <laughs> there are no lots in Cary.
2: Well, this was there <laughs> in an established neighborhood and you know, no one had built on it 30 years ago when they built the other houses. Yeah. And why? Uh-huh. Well, he never... Thought that question, and <laughs> the truth is because this law had extreme issues with it, and there's actually very little of the lot that you are allowed to build on.
0: Were they water issues?
2: No, this was well. There was a creek on the, the property, yeah, and but so the zoning issues meant that there was only this little small square of land that you could actually build. Yeah, so uh, quite often with people who I end up designing a house for, we first go out and I look at the lots they're interested in Mm -hmm. and say, here's why this is a good lot. Here's why it's a bad lot. No, don't touch this lot. Or, you know, there are some things about this that really elevate it.
1: Well, think about a, a homeowner coming in to purchase the property. And they find the property they love, but they decide, you know what, let's buy this house, and then uh, I want to renovate the master bathroom, mm-hmm. or I want to renovate the kitchen. And they go into the purchase knowing that after it's completed, they want to do a heavy re- uh, a heavy renovation on maybe one section of the house. Well, maybe the architect shows up and says, listen, this renovation you're thinking about is not really applicable on this property. And well, maybe that's vital information for the homeowner to know about before they purchase that home.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, everyone, so the average home right now, they say that either just before or just after the purchase, $80,000 will be spent on that property. Mm-hmm. That is the average. Wow. And the most of the homes I look at for people who are they're considering buying, Uh, The big deal is, what am I going to spend? So, Mm -hmm. okay, this house I have to redo the kitchen, redo the master bath, and so are we talking $50,000 in work? Mm -hmm. Are we talking $250,000 in work? And it really matters what you're going to pay for the house, and actually whether you even want to touch that house. If we're up there in the $250,000 range yeah. to get it into the shape it should be in.
0: Here's the neat thing. Some people listening to this are saying, well, you know, Stephen Clip Architecture. I can go to his website. By the way, he's he's managed to to get the website com. You can take a look at what he does. But it's so high-end looking. I mean, you know, these are nice. and Stephen's going to be far too expensive for me to just... <laughs> have him come out
2: no uh first of all one of my core beliefs is that at any price range at any cost an architect uh, can give give you a lot of value and more so an architect can get you something that's well done as opposed to something that isn't right so what i charge is a console fee of 95 dollars initially yeah and then, even if it's a uh, doing a screen porch right. on a $200,000 house, yeah. uh, there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. There's also, you have to have a permit from the city. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also have to have, you know, a contractor's going to build it. Mm-hmm. If you've got a set of plans, you can ask for three bids, bids from three contractors instead of one, almost always... You're going to actually spend less money, including the architect's fee, than you would if you just went to one contractor and said, build this.
0: I just what? remember that Tom Hanks movie. It was... Uh, <laughs> the Money Pit? The Money Pit. Right. The Money Pit. And the whole idea was, you know, if he'd only called Stephen Clip,
2: he wouldn't have gotten into this. Well, that's the whole thing. Is <laughs> right. Before you, if you know before you buy what you're getting into, and... There are houses where I've looked at them and said, no, don't buy this. You cannot fix what's wrong with this house and make it cost-effective. Right.
1: That's very valuable information to have before you put your name on the dotted line.
0: That's a, it's a terribly scary thing to buy a home like you're describing and then discover mm-hmm. those things. All right, mm-hmm. we'll t- we'll take this up uh, in the second half hour of the show. Sh- the Second half of the show, uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is the host of this radio show. This week's contributor is Stephen Clip from Stephen Clip Architecture. Now, for the for clarity's sake, Stephen spells his first name with a V in the middle. Stephen Clip, two P's in Clip, but that's almost all you need to know to find the website. StephenClipArchitecture.com Yeah, it's a long website address, but, you know.
2: Well, the truth is... It's who he By is. the time you type Stephen Clip it'll, on it'll Google, pop. because there's only two Stephen Clips in the country. All right.
0: This is Making Your Home Great, our host is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And by the way, we're talking about websites. That they've done the same thing that uh, Stephen Clip did. Uh, their website is TriangleRadiantBarrier.com, Radiant company name.com, and that's good. Stephen Clip, who spells his name with a V, Stephen Clip, two Ps. Stephen Clipp, Architecture.com, and uh, this radio program is called "Making Your Home Great" on News Radio six eighty WPTF, and Brock Emmons is our uh, our uh, regular host. Brock, you're on. I'm sorry, I, I pushed the wrong button.
1: Uh, no, Stephen, let me ask you a question. Before we went to break, you had mentioned even if uh, homeowners were interested in bringing you out to take a look at uh, an exterior patio, I want to try to give our our listeners a good understanding of why that's so important, and and due to my own experience. Um, A lot of homeowners that I've gone out to have had uh, attached uh, exterior patios on the back of their property that weren't done very effectively and could actually end up leaking. Is this something you've run into in the past? Uh,
2: Quite a bit. And especially when you're talking about patios and decks and how they connect to the house. Uh, I've seen them where the patio is slightly sloped, so the water runs from the patio into the house, yeah. and they can't figure out why the whole side of their house is rotting. Yeah. Uh, others is just simply the water is falling from the roof, hitting the patio, and splashing back on the side. Right. So a lot of what I see with existing patios are Boy, they didn't think about the water consequences of this.
0: Well, gentlemen, are we faced with the possibility that somebody who didn't know anything about what they were doing did work on my house at some point in the last 20 years?
2: Oh, no, absolutely. Really? The thing that I find is that the advantage to having someone like me come out and look at it first is that I will... Explain to you what's causing the problem and the range of possible solutions to it. Right. If all you get is the guy who his business is uh, ripping it out and putting in new patios, yeah, that's going to be the only solution that he has. Okay. And sometimes it's like, you know, you just put gutters up on the roof. Yeah and you will stop the splashing that is causing this, the deterioration of the side of your house. Right.
1: Well, and even underneath the patio, um, uh, Yes. again, a lot of uh, Triangle Radiant Barrier, uh, we steal a lot of crawl spaces, and a lot of the homes here in the Triangle uh, have their entrance to the crawl space uh, sometimes is located underneath the deck. So we we crawl under a lot of decks, oh, yes. to get underneath <laughs> homes. And yeah. one of the things that we notice when we're down there is, again, irrigation problems. They didn't grade the ground mm-hmm. properly. So you end up getting standing water underneath the deck, which doesn't sound like a big deal until you look up at the wood and realize it's covered in mold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, bringing out somebody that that specializes in not only building something but being able to build it correctly, so it's not going to leak, it has proper drainage, and it's not going to cause you any issues in the future that are really just going to impact your pocketbook. It, it's a really smart investment to bring out somebody that can point you in the right direction uh, and and hopefully help to eliminate making any poor choices.
2: Right, and and Brock. You- I I know you find this all the time and I do is that they're having problems and it may be quite often There's water in the crawl space and you can seal the crawl space, but it could be, well, what you need to do is put a swale around the side of the house because right now the land slopes down to the side of the house and all the water is just running right to the edge of the house and making its way into the crawl space.
1: Well, and that's that's a good good thing, uh, a good way to kind of transition over to this. So that that's what um, the majority of our customers are concerned with, is their crawl space. Uh, mm-hmm. As you just pointed out, you know, we get a lot of rain here in North Carolina. And, and if you don't have proper drainage on the outside of the property, most of the time a lot of that, that water ends up in your crawl space. And if you think having mold growing on the bottom of your deck is a problem, yeah, once that once that starts, you know, showing up inside the crawl space, it, it can turn into a very expensive ordeal.
0: Let so, me bring in Skip in Raleigh who called up and thank you Skip for opening up the telephone lines. 919-860-9783 is our number. What what's your question Skip?
1: So, um, uh, you probably said this up front and I totally missed it cuz I'm old, but um, if I were to engage an architect to look at the house and say, I want these, or it looks like these three things need to be done, and then he would say, well, you need to do these two other things, or don't do those three, whatever. Anyway, would the architect also be able to serve as the project manager, or do I need to go out and engage a contractor who then project manages the whole project? Uh,
2: There are architects who are also contractors, and that would be a design-build arrangement. I think the best way to go is an architect is does the architecture work, and then a separate contractor does the construction. The reason is, first of all, the personalities to be a good architect are diametrically opposite the ones that make a good contractor. Hmm. And hmm. so... Uh, either you've got a really good architect who's an okay contractor, or you've got a really good contractor who's an okay architect.
0: So I'm not hiring you, Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipp Architecture, to actually do the work in my bathroom.
2: Well, but the big advantage yeah. is that if an architect draws up the plans, right? Now you can get prices from three contractors. And those, I I see it and it amazes me, there can be a 50% difference in what those three contractors were charged for the same job.
0: So if I go to you, I'm going to go ahead and get a set of plans. You're going to draw something up. Is, Is that all the communication that that contractor needs with you?
2: Well, the contractor needs... He needs to set of plans. Mm-hmm. He also, quite often, what I do is I act as a cheerleader. What I'm trying to do is convince the contractor, this job is easier than you think. Yeah. Because a contractor's natural inclination, what are all the things I'm going to run into here? You know, this job is harder than I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm cheerleading. It's easier uh, to get a better price. And then during the construction... I should be involved to, first of all, if they run into any questions or any issues, they open up that wall and it's full of mold. Yeah. Uh, what to do about it. Right. And also to make sure someone has to be able to look at that contractor and say, you didn't do that right. You've do you got, find you've,
0: that people actually don't build it to your specs?
2: No, absolutely all the time. Yeah. I, on one day recently, I walked into one job, and we're talking about good contractors and multi, you know—a few hundred thousand-dollar jobs. Yeah. But walked into one job, and the stair wasn't built right, and I had to tell them, "You didn't build this right. Tear it out and do it again. Do it according to the plan."
0: How can you not build the stairs right?
2: Because the contractor is not the person swinging the hammer. Sure. Uh, and the communication with the person swinging the hammer broke yeah. down. Yeah. Or he just thought he knew how to do it and didn't look at what the plan said. The, how that how happens, off was
0: it? What was the kind of
2: mistake? Uh, it stuck four feet further into the room than it was supposed to. Yeah,
0: that's a problem.
2: Yeah. and uh, made placing furniture in the room very difficult. Wow. So that was one thing, and the other one was we were putting an elevator into a house, and I've, yeah, right now I've got three houses where we're putting elevators into. And they thought it was perfectly OK the elevator stopped three inches above the floor. Um. And, which, if you're trying to roll a wheelchair into the elevator, Right. That's difficult.
0: Well, then you roll out of the elevator very well, but down three steps
2: so, or three inches. So it's someone has to be able to, and the homeowner doesn't have the knowledge. The the contractor says, well, "Oh no, sure. this is how it has to be." Yeah. the The architect can look at the contractor or the sub and say, "No, mm-hmm. that's not how it has to be. Fix it. Do it right."
0: you got to catch it early, too.
2: Well, whether you catch it early or not, it helps if you catch it early because the yeah. cost of do, fixing it, doing it right, is cheaper, wow. but in the end, it has to be right, and if it goes all the way to the end and it's wrong, it's still wrong. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a scary thought. It really is. I want to talk with Stephen Clip and Brock Emmons uh, about bad bones. In a house. Because I heard that phrase. It's the first time I've heard that. There are some houses with bad bones. How do you know whether your house has bad bones?
2: What what qualifies as bad bones? I don't know. The, the real thing is, and irony is, that there's two situations. One is you own the house and it has bad bones. Yeah. Which means the issues with it are very hard to fix in a cost-effective manner. Uh-huh. And the issues with it are causing damage. Either they're causing water damage right. or they're causing a divorce. Well, that's damage. And yeah. the, a bad house can cause a divorce. Uh, but the, the irony is that you don't own the house yet. Yeah. You're just thinking of buying it and you don't realize that it has bad bones.
0: And the bad bones means it was designed poorly or constructed poorly. Am yes. I correct on that? One of those, yes. One of those. Okay. Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipp Architecture. Go ahead and find him online. Stephen, straighten us out on the whole find him on the web. Stephen is spelled with a V. Clipp is spelled with two P's. And once you Google Stephen Clipp, you either get Stephen or his son. Both are architects. But neither work in the same state.
2: One is here. Right. One is in Los Angeles. If you find
0: so. somebody in L.A., uh, it's not this, Stephen. And if you find somebody who's got a Rocky Mount office and Chapel Hill office, that's Stephen who's here. Well, Blowing here. Rock. I oh, offices Blowing in Right. i Chapel I'm sorry. Hill and Blowing Rock. Chapel Hill and Blowing Rock. All right. We'll pick this up in just a moment. Making your home great A uh, News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Rock Emmons is our host. He is on f- the phone today. He's going to be in the studio next week uh, with Triangle Radiant Barrier uh, and add a.com com, and you'll find out more about Triangle Radiant Barrier. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture Ad com, and there you go. Um, he's in studio next week. It's Dale Nichols of Pipe Techs, and we'll talk more. About pipe techs next week on this radio show. And we got a lot of people lined up. People want to be on this show because they want to tell people how to save money and make things good in their home. I want a story about bad bones in a house. What's a bad house?
2: Okay, I told you there are two types of bad houses. Okay. But I was looking at a house with a couple and I walked into the house. Looked at the setup of the master bedroom and the setup of the kitchen, yeah. and said, "This house will cause a divorce." Really? Yes. Because the in the master bedroom, uh, if you cannot, if it is not a calming space <laughs> that facilitates re- relaxation yeah. and facilitates sleep, yes, yeah. then people are not happy if they don't get good sleep. Yeah. And this was a master bedroom that, first of all, it was on a balcony overlooking a workout room.
3: Yeah.
2: And workout equipment in your, your master bedroom does not lead to good rest. Ah. When you're staring at that. Um, even worse, I saw a master bedroom where it had a drum set in it, had a desk in one corner. Yeah. Had a drum set in another corner. Yes. There's no way you will be able to relax. In that room.
0: This is why they call Stephen the House Whisperer. He is, the, he is able to see beyond the brick and mortar and go directly to what's wrong and what's right. You could have saved me some trouble because there is a thin, uninsulated wall between my bedroom and where my wife has her television. Okay, <laughs> And you wouldn't think that Lifetime Movie Network... Has a lot of music in their mm-hmm. shows? Oh, they do. There's oh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot There's
2: actually, of that's part of it, and there's an easy fix for that, by what is the way. That? What is that? You put an extra sheet of, of drywall yeah. on one of those two walls. Yes. And that changes the resonance, changes the density of the wall, uh-huh. changes the resonance, and <laughs> cuts down a whole lot of the sound that's transmitted through it.
0: Or we could just ask her politely to turn down the volume. But that has not worked so far.
2: That depends on your marriage. It depends <laughs> yes. on
0: the
1: marriage. All right, Brock, well, jump in here. It's, it's much less expensive to have that done when the house is being built yeah. than, yes. than it is to have done after it's been built. So to credit his point, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of customers that call me out because we do uh, installation. They call us out for soundproofing. Uh, and at that point, you're either pulling down drywall to re-insulate inside the wall with a heavier, dense, uh, a, a more dense insulation, or you're trying to fill the cavity with uh, a foam. Uh, so if you have the opportunity to get it, have it done during construction, uh, it's going to be much cheaper than trying to get it done after the fact.
2: Oh, absolutely. Or you just still have the TV room next to the bedroom.
0: Yeah, that's... Yes.
2: And Amen. I do a series of pop podcasts that are you can reach through my website. Yeah, and one of them is talks about how to save your marriage through really? how, your house, how your house is constructed. A really interesting one is how to set up your house for the teenage years, and yes, there are things you can do that can bring you closer to your teenager and cause a lot less friction between. The generations, and the things you can do that will, yeah, pretty much give your teenager the opportunity to make a lot of bad choices.
0: There's also the fact that your teenager teenager doesn't necessarily want to be so close
2: to you. Well, no, there there's sub, there's subterfuge. What is that? There's well, there. For instance, if you put the playroom that they're playing on the third floor, yes. It's guaranteed that you will have no idea what they're doing. Yes. Uh, However, if the playroom is somewhere that you pass by in the normal course of life. Right. And you can pop your head in there as a totally natural thing. They're they're able to isolate themselves. But you can show up and check on them without it being, oh, mom's checking on us.
0: Accountability? Really? (laughs) architectural accountability with teenagers
2: it's the games you can play that uh really make things a house more livable or less livable yeah and frankly almost no one considers this yeah but it is what makes a great house
0: telephone number 919-860-9783 919-860-9783 if you want to jump into the, the waning moments here uh, with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, ground up from the foundation. What what do you like to do in a home?
2: It's I like to create someone's dream, mm-hmm. and I've had dreams where they want a castle, yeah, or they want a Scandinavian modern house uh, in the historic district and it's possible to do (laughs) whatever your dreams are it's possible to do yeah so on one level I love the challenge of achieving that on the other level starting from the ground up yeah there are a whole lot of principles of what makes a good healthy house that brings joy to people that I can incorporate into it
0: are they still knocking down houses in the Raleigh and Durham areas, you know, knocking down two houses, combining the adjacent lots, and building one big
2: house. Oh, sure. No, they're Is still it? doing that. And it's in inside the Beltline in Raleigh. It's on Hope Valley Country Club or Chapel Hill Country Club in, in Durham and Chapel Hill.
0: Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Are we losing something when that happens?
2: No. Generally, you took a mediocre house. Yep. N- that you took down and hopefully you built a great house. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of my podcasts is uh, How to Lose a Million Dollars and it was about a, they took down a house on one of these country club lots. They paid a million dollars for the house and tore it down Yeah, and built a house that didn't, was awkward on the lot uh, that was visually had some compromises to it. Yeah. And the overall thing is they probably lost a million dollars on the deal. Wow. They should have called you. So at any level, whether you're talking about a $400,000 house or a $4 million house, Mm -hmm. there are some decisions that can make it uh, a really nice house that Mm -hmm. stands out. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also some decisions that can make you... you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, or lose a couple hundred thousand dollars, and all of that's decided before the contractor starts work.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm a little scared of that.
2: Well, um, it is. I see a number of million-dollar houses that are guaranteed money losers.
0: What makes a million-dollar house? Not in this area. It'll be worth a million five in six no, months. It won't.
2: No, <laughs> no. 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 The no, the market is if your house is under 500,000, yeah, then market forces say that it's a sellers market mm-hmm. and you're doing really well. You can do really well. Mm-hmm. Uh the closer you get to a million and especially over a million, yeah, uh the market force, there are far more sellers and buyers and mm-hmm. uh Unless you have an outstanding house, you're going to lose money on it.
0: Wow! Really?
2: And one thing uh, I am really proud of is that my houses have consistently sold for better than the market. All right. If
0: we want to contact Stephen Clip, what's the best way?
2: Just go online. Send me an email, uh, Stephen Clip. I mean, by the time you type clip, yeah, you've got me because I'm the only one there is. Yeah, my, okay. Well, my son and I.
0: Well, there you go. That's a good thing. And his website is wonderful. And you can see, well, let's put it this way. One of the pictures has been pointed out to me as your home, that you own this one. And clearly, you like exposed
2: wood, I love exposed wood, I love working with heavy timber, uh, I work with live edge mm-hmm. pieces. A lot of my houses incorporate live edge uh, vanities and tables and things. Very good. Uh, I love the more creativity. You can take whatever the materials are and just use them in very creative
1: ways. Very good.
0: And Brock Emmons, thank you very much for being with us by
1: phone. I'm looking forward to being there in studio with you guys next Saturday. Excellent. I appreciate you letting me come on today.
0: All right. Brock is with uh, com. you know, the company, Triangle Radian Barrier. Stephen Clipp is with StephenClippArchitecture.com, or just, you know, search for him. You'll find him on the web. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF.